This episode of the Fresh Start Family Show is brought to you by our Quick Start Learning Bundle, how to build a compassionate, firm, and kind discipline toolkit that works with kids of all ages. Head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your Quick Start Bundle so you can get going today on building up a strong, compassionate, disciplined toolkit in your home. Well, hey there, I'm Stella. Welcome to my mom and dad's podcast, The Fresh Start Family Show. We're so happy you're here. We're inspired by the ocean, Jesus, and rock and roll, and believe deeply in the true power of love and kindness. Together, we hope to inspire you to expand your heart, learn new tools, and strengthen your family. Enjoy the show! Well, hey there, families. Welcome to today's episode. We are so excited to have Debbie Zeichner here, who we are going to chat with about positive discipline to foster creative solutions. So Debbie is a local parenting coach here in San Diego, California, and you I've heard so many wonderful things about you over the years, Debbie, so it's really great to have you here. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to come chat with us. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you both for having me. Yes. All right. So within this subject of positive discipline to create, to foster creative solutions, solutions families, we are going to talk about three sub subjects. So when you want to use positive discipline, why you want to use positive discipline, and then how it actually looks with real life examples. So this is going to be one of those great practical episodes where you're going to get basically a free mini training on positive (laughs) discipline. So this is going to be such a great um, subject. But before we get into that, Debbie, will you tell us a little bit about yourself, how you found this work, and why you became a parenting coach and educator, and what your business looks like today? Yeah, yeah. Thank you again. So my background is actually as a licensed clinical social worker. I used to be a therapist in private practice. I used to um, work with families. I used to work with kids. And I did a lot of parenting classes, pre-kids. So I feel I was absolutely the perfect parent until I had kids. <laughs> and I'm like many of us can probably relate to that. Yes. Um, so after, fast forward many, many years, after having my kids, I was just that new mom that had so much anxiety. I just had, you know, I felt like it's really hard too when you you do this for a living and you know so much. And yet I felt like when it came to my own kids, I was completely lost. So I I just dove into parenting. And so I was introduced to a parenting course, Redirecting Children's Behavior, when my son was, gosh, he was, I don't know, probably nine or ten months. Um, And I fell in love with the philosophy Um, And then from there, I just went on to do as many parenting courses as I can, Um, and I got certified in redirecting children's behavior and positive discipline, and I found that, you know, even though I'm in no way, shape, or form a perfect parent, I know exactly when I'm off track, and I know what I need to do to get myself back on track, and for me, Mm -hmm. having these tools just makes my home run so much more smoothly. Yes, that's such a perfect explanation of it. There's no perfection. We always help families remember that. There's no perfection in parenting and family life, no matter what kind of parenting philosophy and program you have. But that ability to say, whoops, Mm -hmm. I think I did that in a way that I don't want to do it again tomorrow. And then knowing 
how to clean it up for tomorrow. Like knowing how you would change it or know how to get back on track is such a perfect, it's perfectly said. Yeah. And I think what's nice, I think what's also been really comforting for me that I heard really early on in my parenting is that our kids don't need us to be perfect. Yes. That when you think about it, that's so much to live up to. And that's a really hard thing. So I think just having that vulnerability, having that accountability is just teaching our kids these skills that are so vital for them to know. It's awesome. It sounds like um, so many people also just rely on whatever they already knew or just like continuing to like uh, just go off of gut instinct or to think that they aren't a student throughout the parenting Mm -hmm. process too. And it sounds like you just acknowledged right away. You're like, because it sounds like you knew a lot going in into becoming a parent, and then your world got rocked a little bit, but you were like, I'm not just going to rest on my knowledge that I already have. I'm going to continue to be a student yeah. and continue to progress and continue to progress. And I think that's where, you know, we're, we're just encouraging parents through this podcast of like, hey, don't ever stop learning or, you know, I mean, whether you're you're listening to this podcast, whether you're investing in coursework, whether you're, you know, just practicing and failing and then succeeding, Mm -hmm. like just continue the journey. Don't just rely on what you already know um, because there's so much more out there. Yeah. And our kids are our teachers. Yeah. And that's who teaches me. Like that's my real coursework is my kids who are leading me along the way. But no, absolutely. I always say we're learning right alongside our kids. Yes. And if we and can those, acknowledge that, it's helpful. It is yeah. helpful, even though it's painful at times. Painful, but no, those, and even the ones that are like the <clears throat> toughest, you know, we just interviewed Catherine Coles, actually, yeah. the founder of Redirecting yeah. Children's Behavior. It's such a great awesome. um, recording with her. We just ended, but she used this term, um, character builders. The, uh-huh. the kids of ours that are character yes. builders in us, yes. they at, at first it can be hard, right? Because you think they're challenging me. They're, you know, power, mm-hmm. power kids. There's power struggling with me all the time. And then after you get into this work, you realize they are just assisting me in building mm-hmm. my character. Mm-hmm. And then you look at it over a decade or two and you're like, wow, I sure developed more compassion and grace and patience and all those things that if you don't have someone pushing your buttons, yeah. it's kind of hard to develop those things, yeah. right? Forgiveness yeah. doesn't yeah. exist if you don't have someone to forgive. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so. And they're asking for the help right right in the only way that they know how right they're speaking a certain language and it's really our job to learn how to decode that language so that we can help them show up in a respectful way for us to show up and show them what that looks like yeah and so your business today is you teach in-person classes right are you mostly teaching positive discipline I I think you teach mindfulness too right like and is it in person do you do privates too yes what is that all of it all of it so I do um individualized parent coaching one-on-one um locally and and kind of all over and through zoom and remotely um and then separately I have a mindfulness business called mindfully empowered where we go into schools we train educators we train businesses we train anybody who will have us um in mindfulness and the practice of mindfulness and there's so much overlap too as 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 we were talking about with um, with the work. Awesome. Okay, we're going to have to record a second episode on your <laughs> mindfulness business. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, let's get right into it. So, positive discipline to, to foster creative solutions. So, um, I'm so excited to talk more about this because 
So just for all the listeners out there, we're, you know, you keep hearing us reference these two programs, Redirecting Children's Behavior, which is also the program mm-hmm. that I was certified to teach in when I first started to learn and teach this work. And then Debbie mentioned she's also register- certified to teach positive discipline, which mm-hmm. is kind of, I call it a sister program yeah. to Redirecting Children's yeah. Behavior. Yeah. Um, but over the years, I think, you know, I even heard Catherine Coles mention it today, um, but Jane, I know Jane Nelson, the founder of Positive Discipline, seems to, they're, you know, they're now saying, you know, logical consequences, natural consequences, self-calming has always been um, in that, you know, p- compassionate discipline mm-hmm. kind of little toolkit. Mm-hmm. And now they're, you know, I've heard a lot through the Positive Discipline that they actually even encourage us to use creative solutions Mm -hmm. over the consequences. Mm -hmm. And so I love this idea of really even taking one step further to step to the side of the punishment mindset, which logical consequences is a nice step, right? I mean, we're, we're moving towards... Um, using, you know, our empathy and creativeness and to help our kids get to a better place. But then when we're talking about creative solutions, that's even like another step forward. And how do we work with our kids um, to help them have better, different behavior tomorrow? So let's talk about three different things here. So when we want to use um, creative, positive discipline to, to foster creative solutions, why we want to use it, and then how we want to use it. So let's start with the win when is this, when is it a good time? <laughs> Obviously, it's when misbehavior arises, but tell us a little bit about maybe the mindset we want to have or paradigm shifting or um, just when we want to think, okay, this is a good time to really think about what, what type of positive discipline and what type of creative solutions I could use. I think always. I think it's yeah. not only about when misbehavior arises. I think it's just kind of a way of interacting with our children that help, when you talked about character building, that helps to build those vital life skills that we want our kids to have. We want our kids to be critical thinkers. We want to help them to become problem solvers and decision makers. And I think a lot of what we talk about in positive discipline is that, you know, so often we're stuffing in. Go do this. Go do that. I need you to do this. Like from the moment our kids wake up in the morning till the time that they go to bed at night, they're being told what to do, when to do it, how to do it, where to do it, why to do it. And so it's no wonder at a certain point they're like, yeah, I'm done. (laughs) I can't do this anymore. And then they're not learning how to think for themselves. So what we talk about, and you know, part of the creative solutions is something, you know, the quote unquote tool that we talk about is, you know, ask more than you tell. Nice. Right? Yeah. So instead of, for example, instead of, you know, go put your shoes on. I told you a hundred times to put your shoes on. It's, hey, what's supposed to go on your feet so we can get out the door on time? Yep. And when you do that, a child has to stop. They have to think, wait, what does go on my feet? Right? So they have to do their own problem solving. And so we're kind of building these skills while building that connection with them so that they're more likely to want to listen and cooperate. So so that's kind of one one way in which we use um, the solutions focus. Well, and and this makes me think of kind of the proactive proactiveness, right? Because when I think of discipline, I think of, of course, like, you know, we're coming in to teach our kids how to do things differently Mm -hmm. tomorrow. There's that side of it, right? The Mm -hmm. discipline. But then I also, I've written an article about this. It's like, I think of discipline when I think of like Olympic athletes, Mm -hmm. you know, the discipline that Mm -hmm. they have that's very proactive day Mm -hmm. after day that creates the skill sets that they need to be able to zoom down a mountain going 90 miles per hour without dying. It's nuts, right? Like that takes a lot of proactive discipline to wake up every single morning at Mm -hmm. 4am or whatever it is. So when you speak about that, the way we're approaching our kids, 
um, ever on a day-to-day basis and using questions versus compliance statements like that is a beautiful way to Mm -hmm. to you know be disciplined in our approach Mm -hmm. and have it be positive Um, and it builds that it's strengthening that connection right because then I'm not fighting against you so when I do act out and I do misbehave because as a child, that's what I'm supposed to do. Right. I'm supposed to push limits. I'm supposed to test the boundaries because I can't learn in any other way. And then when you respond, I, I'm, I may not like it, but I still have this parent who understands me. Yes. Right? I love it. Yeah. And then we'll, and talk about when it, you know, so that's when, yeah. from day to day. And then how about when misbehavior does arise? Like, what is the mindset that, you know you recommend us having and us shifting or taking a yeah. break from, I like to say, yeah. when it comes to this. So, you know, what What comes to mind for me is that, you know, I, I always think about timeouts, right? Yeah. yeah. So I always think about timeouts and how, you know, historically timeouts were this really positive thing, you know, when something's not working, something's not going right, you take a break, you huddle together, you kind of think about, you know, what, what's the solution here? What do we need to do? And I think in parenting... Um, they kind of went from being kind of more, um, you know, problem-solving based to and more you, punitive like based. Like sports, right? Like yeah, sports, like sports, sports. Time out exactly. sports. Yeah, exactly. I see what you mean. And yeah. then in parenting, that's a yeah. That's, and then that's people, a, that's, that's a timeout. Let's, let's yeah, let's, let's regroup. We're not, I'm not going to yell together. at you to get you to what I want to do. Right. Like, let's figure out what's not working and what, yeah. how do we need to change course. And so I think along the way, timeouts kind of went from that to becoming very punitive. Now you're two years old, go to the corner for two minutes. Right. And like none of us really know exactly where that came from. So I feel yeah. like the whole lesson got lost. So usually what I talk with parents about is this idea that, you know, when a child misbehaves, oftentimes we also feel a bit out of control and we want to do something. We want to nip it in the bud. We want to handle it in the moment. And so one of the things that is really common is the use of timeout. So what I say is, you know, so let's think about that for a minute. So when, when you know, little Johnny hits you, you know, hits you, is really frustrated, hits you, smacks you across the face, and you say, okay, that's it. You can't hit me like that. You're going to timeout. You're four. You're going there for four minutes. Yeah. What is the likelihood that Johnny is in his room, and he's sitting there, and he's thinking to himself, gosh, you know what? That was not a good idea. I think <laughs> next time what I need to do is I need to use my words. I need to really think this through. I need to take a deep breath. What is the likelihood of that? And parents will say, yeah, probably zero. Yeah, exactly. Right? So instead, usually what the focus is, is on them thinking, my mom's so mean, my dad's so mean, I'm really angry, I don't like this feeling, I don't want to be here, they took away my iPad, or they took away this, how do I get that back? I mean, so the whole lesson that we're wanting to instill in them is completely gone. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So, so then it, it kind of begs the question, okay, so what else can we do? And that's where the solutions come in. Let's chat for a hot sec, openly and honestly, about what your discipline toolkit looks like in your home right now. If you're anything like most parents, you're relying on the hand-me-down set you inherited. Timeouts, spankings, threatening of spankings, taking iPads away, 3-2-1 countdowns, groundings, taking away toys, e-bikes, iPhones, any or all of those kind of tactics that create a total relationship strain and don't even work long-term to end your child's misbehavior for good. Meaning, you might spank your child or send them to timeout today for being, air quotes, mean to their sister or disrespecting you, but then three days from now, they're repeating the same misbehavior, which causes you to flip your lid because you know they know better. 
I want to help you learn a new way so you could end the vicious cycle that's keeping you stuck as a parent and causing you to feel super frustrated that nothing is working to get your strong-willed, stubborn child to behave better. My team and I have recently completely refreshed our Compassionate Discipline Quick Start Learning Bundle to help you learn a new way to teach your kids important life lessons, a new way to help your children learn from their mistakes and take responsibility for their actions. You can just DM me the word shift over on Instagram. I'm at Fresh Start Wendy, and I'll personally send you a message with a link to download this free bundle. I'm going to help you shift out of a punishment mindset and into a compassionate discipline one where you fully trust that connection-based, firm and kind discipline tools are all you need to be a strong leader in your home who holds your kids responsible when they misbehave, but does it in a way where they are learning the vital life skills they are missing when they mess up. So again, just DM me the word shift over on Instagram. I'm at Fresh Start Wendy, or you can head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your free bundle now. I am so excited for you to shift out of feeling guilty and shameful when you lay your head on your pillow at night and shift into feeling confident and proud of the way you handled yourself as a parent, even when you were wildly triggered and upset about the mistake your child made. Okay, I'm excited for you to dive into this free resource. I'll see you in my DMs and inside the free discipline bundle. And knowing about the brain and knowing that when a child or a parent is kind of past the point of no return, when they're angry, when they're frustrated, and that part of their brain that, you know, can't think clearly, can't think rationally, you know, their amygdala, as we call it, that fight, flight, freeze takes over, um, that no information can really come in in the way that we want it to. So to be able to slow down. Right? Have everybody kind of come yeah. to this place where I can take in the information that you have to share is, is really helpful. Then you can talk about, okay, that didn't work. Right? Yes. That, that behavior doesn't work for me. Or what happened when you, you know, what, what was the outcome of that? And let's talk about what we can do differently next time. And here are some choices that you have instead. Yes. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's when we, when we want to use this is when from a proactive standpoint, we want to make sure we're doing everything we can to work with our kids and build that connection. And then also when there is that, what feels like a four alarm fire, mm-hmm. that's almost like a signal that we need to slow down mm-hmm. and consider our options. Mm-hmm. And I know we talk a lot about the mindset of just remembering that our kids are not out to get us. Right, right. You know, they're right. just trying to figure out life. Like right. you said, it's part right. of their healthy development, right? right. To um, to push boundaries and test limits. Mm-hmm. And it's a good sign that their little brains are developing, right? If we can remember that and have that mindset, right, of like we're here to support them and to teach them and work together yes. as yes. a family unit. And together we can get out of this sticky situation with creative compassion for one another if that mindset if we can because in my experience that mindset is hard to shift into when you're used to a mindset of why are you being so bad I need to make you be better right and if I can't make you be better then I'm a bad parent and you're a bad kid you know I work with clients where it's like it seems like it can take sometimes a few years to get out of that mindset um so development I think and understanding development is also really key so knowing you know just as you said our kids are not out to get us and that's so often these behaviors that we see as annoying or frustrating or bad or whatever kind of these negative labels we put on them Mm -hmm. so often are our kids acting our age 
Right. Right. That they are, that so many of these aggravating behaviors are actually unlearned skills. Right. And if we look at it as, okay, this is a skill that my child hasn't yet learned. It's my job, you know, discipline, as you said, is about teaching. It's my job to teach. And what's the most effective way to do that, knowing that all behaviors are communication. So if I look at behaviors of communication and I think, okay, what is my child trying to tell me? What is the the emotional need that my child has or just the physical need, right? Yeah. I'm hungry, I'm tired, whatever that is. You know, what's motivating or driving the behavior? And we get curious about that. Then we're just so much more effective than when we're just reacting. This is something that we talk a lot about in mindfulness is learning how to respond to behavior instead of reacting to behavior. Yes. Oh, I want to know so all about common, it. So many <laughs> common themes know. here. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's amazing. There's so many common themes here, but it seems like the underlying thing is like this desire to have connection. Because mm-hmm. yeah, I think if that mm-hmm. is like anybody who's listening, it's like, I would say everybody would nod their head if it's like, hey, do you desire more connection with your kids and as a family mm-hmm. unit? And then have that radiate outward, you know, for, for their rest of their life and mm-hmm. for their future kids and everything. I think it would be an absolute yes. Yeah. So I think anybody that's listening, it's like, okay, cool. <laughs> you're in the door. Yeah. Now here are so many like acknowledgements of like how, how you're saying, whether you're science based and you want to know how the brain works, mm-hmm. there's a reason why, um, you know, finding that, you know, that, that calm moment that mm-hmm. might take like uh, Catherine was saying 90 seconds for that cortisol to, to, mm-hmm. to, you know, reestablish itself in your brain yeah. to where everybody, not just your kid is ready to then, okay, cool. Let's get into problem solving mode together mm-hmm. and let's, 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 let's now figure out our next step together. Mm-hmm. So, um, anyways, yeah. so and, many common themes mm-hmm. here. I'm loving it. Yeah. yeah. And the, yeah. and about that common theme of connection, like I think that it's, it's so important because really the opposite of what we're talking about is kind of like, you know, what a lot of uh, many listeners, many of us came from where we try to move out of that punishment mindset. And it's very, mm-hmm. it can be very confusing at first and also very scary, mm-hmm. right? You're like, especially, mm-hmm. you know, many of us might have parents who mm-hmm. double down on that fear because they're very worried that we're just going to raise these entitled brats that are like mm-hmm. never going to learn the lesson if they don't have that kind of traditional um, punishment that was used in the past. So, it, but it is so important to remember in my own, in our own experience, raising kids now for um, 11 years is that the punishment, the many times before we found this work that we used it, and even the times now we're going to give a personal example where I felt like I started to inch towards <laughs> it, it always equals disconnection. Like mm-hmm. it's very hard to have connection with your kids when you're in the punishment mindset, mm-hmm. right? And so I think it's it's just another beautiful motivation to work towards understanding what we're talking about when we say positive discipline because it really does. Like, it's amazing how many stories we have. I know you have a million, too, of, of you really can get through super messy situations and you can do it together and come out on the other side where you're like, whoa, my kid learned or the kids, you know, the kids of the families that we coach is they learned incredible lessons. They had much different behavior the next week and it didn't have to be this like 
gnarly thing of hurt and trauma. (laughs) Like it was all based in connection. Right. Um, But it's definitely a journey, right? But I think so another win is when you're tempted to punish. That's like a good Mm -hmm. signal. Mm -hmm. When you're tempted to throw down the hammer and and you engage with that fear of like, if I don't do this, Mm -hmm. then they're going to grow up to be entitled brats. That's when you know. Yeah. All right. This is when I should step back and just remember this episode. What could I do here? Yeah. That's a, that in... Um, it's a little bit more tapping into this positive discipline. Well, and how can I take care of myself in this moment? So I think it's about also learning how to give ourselves that compassion. This is really hard work. Yes. I mean, I think this is the hardest job out there. And I think we're also so hard on ourselves. You know, we have these old tapes in our head that say, you need to nip this in the bud. You need to get rid of this right now. Or this is always, you know, it's going to get worse. Mm -hmm. And so, and we never question that. Right. We just kind of, that becomes our truth as opposed to saying, you know, where does that even come from? And that was just passed down. Nobody ever question it and so um you know a couple things I think one is Jane Nelson always says that usually when a parent wants to give a timeout it's usually the parent that needs the timeout oh yes yeah and you know so often you know we talk about parenting tools and it's a lovely word and I I understand that word because it gives us all something to hold on to and yet what I talk with parents about is that yes I'm here to kind of share some tools because we all need those nuggets and I'm here to teach you how to be in relationship with your child yes yeah so when you take that time to connect when you slow down when you say okay I I may not like what you're doing I may not like the behavior that I'm seeing however I know that there's more to it and that's the message that you share with your child you're giving your child a relationship skill yeah right you're teaching them what it means to listen to somebody else you're teaching them what it means to try to understand somebody else and empathize with somebody else yes you know so it's different than saying here's what empathy is and here's how to here's what it look you know here's here's what it is versus here's what it feels like right yes. so a child learns all these skills that we're not even you know that's like separate from the whole quote-unquote lesson but look at what they're learning when we take that time to do it and the unconditional love like Mm -hmm. we just had um someone very special in our school system lose her 23 year old Mm -hmm. son and um she was saying yesterday to me like you know we just really gotta do something to make sure these kids understand that they are valued for who they are not what they do Mm -hmm. and it's like that just makes me remember like when you teach your kids in this capacity over and over again in their let's just call it ugly moments Mm -hmm. and you remind them like you are incredible because of who you are Mm -hmm. not because of what you did like Mm -hmm. like you know because the traditional stuff is like you're a good boy Mm -hmm. let me give you a hug right you know you're a good boy right let me give you um a chocolate because you stayed in bed all night Mm -hmm. it's like you're a good boy just because you're here with me right now in this moment (laughs) and we're doing our best in this messy life and you were out of your bed 17 times (laughs) last night and you're still such a good boy yeah you're just because you are that's it so yeah Yeah. oh my goodness terry you want to add anything before we go into the why because we're going to get into some why more why we've already talked about why but um i just think it's it's incredible to um you know and this is my like recurring theme too is all this stuff is is brought to our attention as parents who are learning, mm-hmm. but so many of these things are used out in the world with grown adults too. Yes. Like I'm, I'm thinking of, you know, creative solutions within the workplace mm-hmm. versus, you know, there might not be discipline the way that we think of at, at home in the workplace, but there's so many different forms of like, what do people do when they see, like feel disappointment at work and how does the boss, you know, react? Like, 
sometimes people get an earful. Does that motivate them? Mm-hmm. Does that, um, mm-hmm. or versus like, hey, we're, we're in a bit of a bind. Does anybody have any creative solutions? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's like, what, like, mm-hmm. and I've, I've, I've been in both atmospheres. Mm-hmm. And um, so I just, I just think about all these parallels between like yeah. practicing in the home and then right. what it looks like out in the world and in the workplace and what motivates people. So, um, yeah, I just, it, it just is more of a justification that if you can start thinking mm-hmm. that way, um, as a family unit and kids being raised on that, the more apt they're going to be, you know, grown adults using this, um, out in the world, you know, cause I've, I've had people come to me and they're like, how do you stay so calm when it seems like the sky's falling or like nothing's <laughs> right? Like you, yeah. you always seem to have a solution mm-hmm. and, um, I think it's just, it's that mindset. Yeah. It's, it's that like, if somebody feels like they need to yell or do that, it's like, okay, cool, get on with it. Mm-hmm. But I'm just going to get into doing what I need to do. And there's always a creative mm-hmm. solution out of it. Yeah. Yeah. You are so. a creative yeah. director, Terry. You are the boss. <laughs> 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 it's perfect though. I mean, seriously, it's, yes. Well, it's, it's parenting beautiful. for the long term, right? Yeah. It's parenting yeah. for the long term. So even in, in, you know, when I teach a parenting class, one of the first things that we do is we talk about, okay, what are the cha- all the challenges that you're having? And then if you could fast forward 20 to 25 years, you see your precious children as adults. Yeah. What kind of life skills or characteristics would you want them to have? And it's responsible, it's empathetic, it's loving, it's kind, it's problem solver, leader. And so yeah. we talk about, okay, well, everything that we're going to talk about with impossible discipline helps us build those characteristics and life skills that we want to see in our kids as we grow. So even just yeah. taking it from like, okay, where I am now, I'm in the thick of it to, okay, but this is why, like, this is yes. where we're headed fits in exactly what you're yeah. saying, that these are life skills. Yes. Right? Really so are. doing it now helps to foster that as our kids are. Absolutely. So parents, yes. yeah, age zero, start now. This isn't <laughs> yeah. something that's like, okay, you do this one style of teaching and through toddlers, and then you completely change things, right. and then there's a teenage thing, and then there's an adult thing. It's, it's no, it's start early, and this is the, the long road. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just keeps building and building, but it's all based on that, that foundation of life skills and creative solutions. Yeah. yeah. Yes, absolutely. And last thing I want to add about that is just to remember that it's all, you know, it's all cool when we're here and it's like we're peacefully talking about <laughs> using, you know, our, our um, critical thinking part of our brain. And, and then, like, I just want you guys to remember who are listening that, like, we understand exactly where you're at if you've got kids right now where you end up in a situation where it feels like a four alarm fire Mm -hmm. and you are freaking out and you have like parts of your body that just want to slam a door or squeeze something so hard or scream and yell like it is it is a developed practice to be able to do what we're talking about Mm -hmm. in those moments Mm -hmm. so don't feel bad if you if you listen to this episode and then you go back to your normal day and you wake up tomorrow and you're like cool I'm going to apply positive discipline today, but you've never gotten into a full program or been in a coaching program. And then like you're screaming Mm -hmm. and slamming a door by 8am. Like that's normal. Mm -hmm. You just got to like fail and then come back and try again. But this type of everything that we're going to talk about today for, in my own experience has taken a lot of practice. So I still once in a blue moon will slam a door. I will too. Oh good. Yeah. yeah. And that's why I say that's the first thing I say in my classes is in no way, shape or form of my perfect parent. Right. It just doesn't exist. Oh, I'm so excited no, to hear that you still slam a door. Exist. I can still slam a door. I can still yell. I can still just lose it 
Because we're yes. human. Yes. We're human. So I it's do. just the get, it's like, oh, wait, okay, maybe I have another way of handling yes. that. But I think that's just a natural yes. thing this that is, can show up. This is so great to acknowledge. Because, yeah, sometimes we do get off in these, like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It's right. great. But, mm-hmm. again, to listeners... Um, I've been bit, I've been hit, we've been told, you know, from kids like, uh, you know, I don't like you, I hate you, this is ugly about you, notes home from schools before, you know, things like that. Just so yesterday, like, we were like bickering and nagging pretty hard. Yeah, so it's like, you, you know, it's not like, like, things are easy street, because I, you know, I think there's all this, you know this kind of inclination for some parents to be like, well, you don't know what we've got going right. on. You yes, don't know yeah. what we've got going mm-hmm. on beh- mm-hmm. behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you that a big reason why we're sitting here right now is mm-hmm. because we were challenged to our core, right. you know? Yeah, right, so, yeah. um, and then we just, we just dove into mm-hmm. action and then just kept going and kept going and kept going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, yeah, I'm sure we both could tell a million stories, yeah. but one yeah. of them, like, I feel like it was, like, right here where we're sitting when my daughter bit her little brother. So she was, like, three and a half. He was, like, six months old or something, and she drew blood. And that was one of those moments where I was, like... Mama bear. Holy smokes. (laughs) All of this that we're talking about right now, if I would have listened to this the day before, at that point in my life, I would have probably later felt like a total failure. And I just want to make sure everyone understands, like, that... that's part of the process. Like you do what, you know, you know, you handle situation and then you, the next day you go, Oh, now I see how I could have done it differently because you're Mm -hmm. out of that amygdala. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. so then we develop this practice that we can get in it. We can get in that frontal cortex every time a little bit faster. And then eventually Mm -hmm. if I were to have a baby today and she were to bite, like I I think I could probably respond a lot better than (laughs) I did 10 years ago. But 10 years ago, I didn't have the practice that I have today. So, but that was a hilarious story, man. It's a story for another day. It was not hilarious at the time. No. I was like a cartoon character with fire coming out of my head. Yeah. And I didn't have a lot of good solutions either. I think parents are just running on empty, though, too. I think we are so, I mean, life is so busy. We have technology taking Mm. our attention. We have work taking our attention. We have young kids taking our attention. Yes. We're, you know, have this pressure to take care of everybody and that it's selfish if I take care of myself. And so I think... It's just going back to that whole, you know, we can't pour from an empty cup. Yep. And so another thing is, like, it's okay to take time for yourself. It's okay to take care of yourself because then it just gives you more to give to your kids, right? So it goes back to, for me, it always goes back to that compassion. I just, I work with so many parents who are so hard on themselves. Yes. Absolutely. So hard. And so, like you're saying, just knowing that we're all on this, I mean, we do this for a living. Yeah. We can still lose. I mean, there's just no... It's just going back to there's no such thing as a perfect parent. Yep, and but you do you fall in love with the practice, and then and Mm -hmm. then it becomes way more joyful to just Mm -hmm. be like, look at that, there's Mm -hmm. a mess. How are we gonna clean it up? And that's where the creative solutions come in. All right, so Debbie, talk to us a little bit about why. I mean, we've of course talked about why a lot, but let's really look at you know a few points we have here is that it aids in critical thinking skills, it develops responsibility, Mm -hmm. um, it teaches skill sets like Mm -hmm. those life skill sets that we're talking about, and it empowers our kids so those are just kind of some of the highlights but talk to a little bit about why it why is it a great idea to move towards this positive discipline route to really tap into creative solutions and take a break from the you know maybe some of the punishments type stuff that everyone's used to Mm -hmm. I mean again I think it goes back to what what type of life skills do we want our kids to develop as they grow Mm -hmm. and how do we want to teach them to be in relationship with themselves and with other people 
right? And that so much of what our kids learn is through what we are modeling, right? So yes, it goes again. It always for me, it always comes back to the brain. It just does, you know, that yeah. we all have those mirror neurons in our brain, so we tend to mirror each other's actions. We tend to mirror each other's emotions. And really, I mean, the, the best piece of advice that I heard when, or, or best piece of information that I had when my kids were younger, and I wish I would have had it when they were even younger, was that our kids learn how to manage and regulate their emotions by how we manage and regulate ours. Mm. Beautiful. So if we yeah. can just remember that, yes. and remember that in those moments when we look like there's smoke coming out of our mouth and like yeah. steam coming out of our ears, it's, okay, how am I showing up right now? Right. What is my body language, right? What are my nonverbals? What am I giving up? Because now we're just teaching our kids, oh, so when you're angry, you yell and you're screaming and you slam doors and the, oh, that's what you do. Yeah. As opposed to kind of modeling the very behavior that we want to see, right? Yes. So I always say it starts with us. It's just kind yes. of taking that, that self-check in order to help our kids develop those life skills when they're older. So then when they're in relationship and have a partner or have their own families, they don't need to slam, right? That it's yeah. just—it's a way of just changing the whole trajectory. Break the cycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's about—it's—it's it's also like you were saying, really about empowerment. Yeah. It's about having that sense of confidence and mm-hmm. sense of self-worth that I think comes from having that very attuned relationship. Yeah. From a parent who may not, who who, who seeks to understand. Yes, and I—I mm-hmm. I think of like when you know the the capacity that this teaches kids to take responsibility for yeah. their own mistakes because. Yeah. It you know when you take a break from the punishment, it re- it releases a lot of the shame. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh look at this, you made mm-hmm. a mistake, mm-hmm. and together we're gonna find a creative solution so you don't do it again. You know, so you don't make that same mistake tomorrow. But you don't need to feel bad about yourself. Mm-hmm. You're not a bad human being. Mm-hmm. You're not broken. There's nothing wrong with you. But when you do that over and over again with a kid, what happens in my experience is that they then can take responsibility and mm-hmm. say. Uh, I made a mistake. Yeah. You know, but I think that's a big one that yeah. parents come to me a lot and say, my kid lies. My kid will be like, it wasn't me. Mm-hmm. It wasn't mm-hmm. me. Wasn't there a rap song? It wasn't yeah. me. <laughs> um, but Pardon. that's what happens, right? Yeah. When we like yeah. throw the hammer and the punishment side comes in is, is it causes them, I think, to hide their mistakes mm-hmm. to, to think like, I got to do anything to shield myself. And cause if I make a mistake, I'm bad, right. even though they wouldn't say that, you know, um, that, that is really what's going on. So I love how this type of discipline really enables them just to go, yep, I made a mistake. Like, um, Stella, our daughter who's 11 now, she teaches the kids within our membership program and the foundations course. But she just released a a little short lesson for them a few weeks ago about being imperfect. Mm -hmm. How it's totally okay to be imperfect. And Mm -hmm. she gave them a personal example of how when she um, um, didn't study for her spelling test Mm -hmm. and she got three wrong, she's a perfectionist. Mm -hmm. Like she is like a 100% competitive Mm -hmm. kid. She wants Mm -hmm. to be first. She wants to be... (laughs) And so she said... I realized that I didn't need to blame anybody for that. Mm-hmm. It was just a mistake. Yeah. And next time I do care, yeah. I do want to get 100%. So the way I'm going to fix it is I'm just going to study more next time. Yeah. And then she wrote this beautiful story about it. But um, but I think that's one of those cool things is that it teaches kids to just develop. They take responsibility for their own mistakes. And then they, they also know how to repair them. The skill set of repairing or making amends. Yes. And that comes from us as well. Right? So when we do slam yeah. the door, we do yell. Yes. How do we teach a child to take responsibility? Right. Right? If we yes. say, go say you're sorry to Sally, you know, that's not really how we're teaching our kids to take responsibility. But when we can own it and say, you know what? 
I didn't handle that the way that I wanted to. I slammed the door. I got mad. I raised my voice at you. That was really disrespectful, and I'm really sorry for that. And next time what I need to do is I need to walk in the other room, or I need to take a deep breath, or I just need to take a break so then we can come up with a solution. Yeah, that wasn't okay, and I apologize. Yes, yes. So that's so much of how our kids learn what it looks like and feels like to actually take responsibility. That's where they learn, oh, you know what? I don't have to be perfect. Oh, my parents not perfect. They make a mistake. So this is that, you know, it all just goes back to that. And I still respect them and want to do what they ask of me because I respect them, not because they're making me comply, which is a big difference. Well, and I think a lot of what happens, I work with a lot, and you probably see this a lot, is that there's this um, kind of confusion over fear versus respect. So a lot of parents I work with say, well, I completely respected my parents. And, and yes, and I'm sure that they did. And then sometimes when we kind of go a little deeper and we break that down a little bit, it was, it was, was it true respect or was it more fear? Right. And it usually comes to, yeah, you know, I was really more afraid of what was going to happen. So yeah. there's a lot of confusion about what respect really looks oh, like and such feels a good like. Point, Debbie. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think answering your question about punishment, you know, punishment really instills that sense of fear. Mm-hmm. So now we're, you know, quote unquote, listening or cooperating, not because you know, we, we've learned and built that internal compass, but more because we fear that punishment. So, you know, I think at the heart of positive discipline is helping kids choose to do the right thing when no one's watching, forcing, or bribing. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think that's huge. And that's where that paradigm shift mm-hmm. is really hard. Well, wait, if I don't give a reward, how are they going to listen? Or if I don't send them to time out or give them that smack, whatever it is, how are they going to listen? So until we, we have more tools and more skills, then we are kind of left with, oh, I don't know, and then it is really scary. Yeah. So that this is, is about so offering, cool. you know, in your show and your program is what offers those tools of, okay, yes, that's always an option, and here's another one. Yeah. Try this out. See what happens. See what happens within that relationship. And reassurance that they're not alone if they're in that waiting period. Yes. <laughs> because that waiting period where you're like, I planted that seed three months ago and it still hasn't bloomed. <laughs> they're like, what? It's not working, you know? And we always, of yeah. course, say, it's working. It's just still growing under the ground. Yeah. Just keep watering it. Just keep giving it sunlight and you're, you're going to see it, I promise mm-hmm. you. But you got to stick with it. Yeah. I, th- I think it's um, so cool. And the things that are going around <clears throat> in my head, too, is like, well, this idea that, you know, we're modeling what it looks like for mm-hmm. our kids in all phases of life, but showing them what true power looks like mm-hmm. um, when I think, and you pointed it out perfectly, of like when you're slamming doors or yelling or doing all these things, I think, you know, whether that was modeled to to you or not, if you're doing that, I think you think you're being powerful mm-hmm. or you think you're kind of like, shutting it down like oh I'm gonna have I'm like this is gonna be it and I think in that moment that's like you're like that's all I got left I gotta show them who's boss and all Mm -hmm. this stuff but I don't think you're displaying um what true power looks like now this you know other paradigm shift into this you know other ways like wouldn't true power look like um this other way of you know connecting and patience Mm -hmm. and creatively problem solving your way out of something so that like you know, the, what looks like the end of the world is not, 
-hmm. and you're showing them that you're like, no, that's what true power looks like. Mm -hmm. You've got this. I've got this. Mm -hmm. Let me show you how this is done. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be pushed mm -hmm. to the edge. This is not the edge for me. Mm -hmm. This is not the edge for you. We've got this. Mm -hmm. And we you share know? the power. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We share the power. Yeah. We share the power. Exactly. Share the power. Yeah, well, we've this got this. Families, I have a question for you. Would you love to be able to set really strong boundaries and rules with your children and then follow through with consistency and firm kindness? If yes, listen up. I have a program called the Firm and Kind Parenting Blueprint that I'd love for you to go check out. You can learn more over at freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind. Inside of this quick, easy to finish program, I'll teach you four steps to really setting those strong roles, but then following through in a way where you're using connection and firm kindness. And what I'll teach you will actually cause your children to want to cooperate with you because they truly respect you and value the rule and the boundary and understand how it serves them, not just something that they have to do or else. And it's just an incredible feeling when you go to bed at night knowing that you followed through on the rules and the strong boundaries in your home without relying on hand-me-down parenting tactics like fear, force, threats, yelling, harsh punishments that really create usually fear in your household, right? We want our children to listen to us because they respect us and because they understand why being part of the team, cooperating well, respecting rules, all those things, why that feels good as a human being. We want to do those things um, in ways that cause our children to want to respect us, not just because they're scared of us or a consequence. And that's exactly what I'm going to teach you inside this program. So again, head on over to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind to learn more. But in under an hour, this program will teach you some really effective strategies on how to create agreements with your kids instead of compliance statements, which is where a lot of parents go wrong and why their children don't end up respecting the rules or the agreements that they've made. And then I'm going to teach you how to use empathy. I'll teach you how to engage your kids' critical thinking skills when you tell them to do something and they say no. And then I'm also going to encourage you to understand how to empower your children. When children feel empowered, especially strong-willed kids, they will cooperate a whole heck of a lot easier, okay? So I want you to go learn about this program and let me know if you have any questions, freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind. This is a perfect yeah. segue into let's give listeners a little real life stuff <laughs> because I think listeners of the Fresh Start Family Show and who um, are students in our programs, um, they love how I just like share stories. So I, I'm like a full open book and I always share with them like I actually awesome. get excited these days yeah. when I make a big mistake yeah. or like somebody <laughs> that I'm gonna use I, I know use yes. and I like even like I was when I slam a door every once in a blue yeah. moon I, I kind of get excited because I'm like look at this <laughs> I now like have another story to teach them this is exactly what I was feeling this is how I dipped down in the amygdala this is my choice and this is how I'm gonna repair it um but okay so Debbie I'm gonna give you just a real life example with a 10 year old mm -hmm. of something that happened within my own parenting life probably about a year ago and then we'll give an example of a younger kiddo too so we can get we can give listeners kind of two examples of what this looks like in real life to mm -hmm. apply positive discipline to tap into creative solutions so these days with the compassionate and effective discipline I like to call it I feel like you know we've come so far with it right I mean um 
it's it feels really good now that I feel like we can approach 98% of situations and be like, wow, that was awesome. Every once in a blue moon, I find that I still get this trigger going, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, so like I said, it was probably a, month, a year ago, and I picked my daughter up from school. She was 10 at the time, and her little friend was sick. So she said, Mom's Avery's out sick today. She had strep throat. She said, I want to go get her a cupcake from Yummy Cupcakes. And these cupcakes are like gourmet. She's smart. My little girl, her love language is like dinners out, special treats, shopping, like it's all spending money. <laughs> and um, and I was like, yeah, it's not going to happen today. And she has a tendency to rush me right at the door when I pick her up and be like, mom, where are we going? What are we getting? What are we doing? Right. And it, for some reason it bugs me, but I've of course learned to like self-talk myself. She's just a kid. She's just her little love language. But that day she was like, I want to go get Avery a cupcake. And I was like, yeah, we're not going to do that, babe. So sorry. We can go home, make her a no. We can bring her. We had just made brownies the night before. That's right. Do Remember those messy brownies? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I was like, we can take our brownies. We have a full tray of brownies. Nope. I want the cupcake. I'm like, no, it's not going to happen. So we started arguing and, and then we got back to the car and I was like, got very annoyed. I was like, why, why do you do this? Like why you literally the second I pick you up. And so my mind, I know now looking back went to like this, you are acting very entitled and I do not want to raise an entitled Mm -hmm. kid who expects her mom to pick her up every day and take her to get, you know, these $7 special treats. Like, that's not life, kid. Like, it started to go really into this, like, mm-hmm. autocratic state. Mm-hmm. But I kept talking myself out of it, came mm-hmm. home, and she kept escalating that day. And I was like, what is happening here? Like, this kid hasn't had tantrums in years and years. All my stories are about our awesome Stella because she does have a very strong spirit. And so that she's been our biggest character builder, and we just admire her so much um but that day she kept escalating and I was like dude you're killing me right now like it's not gonna happen and it and and then I started going to like if you keep if you keep pushing this like there's gonna be a consequence so I still Mm -hmm. find myself using that term Mm -hmm. every once in a blue moon Mm -hmm. and so that's why I'm so excited to hear what you're, you're gonna add to this so I'm like there's gonna be a consequence if you keep pushing pushing this like leave me alone and then I went into the bathroom to make an attempt at self-calming and stop like mm-hmm. reacting to her and she came in and started pushing the door to open it yeah. and eventually I was sitting against the the back of the door and I was like what is happening she was pushing against it and I was like pushing against it it was full the classic like what we do yeah. the power struggle yeah. it's like we do a little exercise yeah. where we yeah. teach parents what it looks like to power struggle physically. And, um, and then finally I snapped and I was like, I came out and I was like, that's it. She was old enough to stay at the house for like 10 minutes alone. So I was like, I'm returning your sports bra that I had bought from Lululemon for her for beach volleyball. She was supposed to save it for her birthday which was like two weeks away or something. And I was like, that's it. It's getting returned. Like you are not going to be an entitled brat mm-hmm. and you are going to learn. Like, and all I know is it was gnarly. She was freaking out, screaming, crying. And then she went into full submission and it was so sad. It crushed me. Mm-hmm. She, it was like a, a dog mm-hmm. that was like, Oh my God. She was like, you're right. I'm an awful kid. Go ahead. Take it. And I was like, well, I still was like in that like fight or flight mode. I was just like steam was coming on my head. And then this is like the worst part. She called her dad and was like, I don't, I think the world would be easier if I wasn't here and he's at work and he's like, what is happening at home? And, (laughs) and, and then like later I learned of that and telling the story right now, like we just lost a 14 year old boy in our community this week to suicide. And I'm like, 
holy smokes, I do not want any type of discipline in my home that creates that type of division that leaves a kid thinking like I'm alone in this like so I look back on it and I'm like well that was a mess (laughs) and yes we did some things to repair it afterwards and we definitely like cleaned it up but there is a real life example families of like I've been teaching this work for I think seven years now right I mean I am like this is my passion and that was a year ago I still it just still got very messy and I wasn't able to to walk to talk myself into the creative solutions and I jumped into I called it a logical consequence but honestly it was it for sure felt like punishment and then the worst thing is families is I didn't even return the sports bra I lied about it I hid it in the back of the truck because I knew I didn't want to return it I was like that's so mean so it was just untruthful it was ugly so clean it up for us Debbie Let's take it back. Oh my God, that's so hard. I mean, I think we've all been in situations like that where we just get to the point of no return. We get so triggered. And then it's hard when you see your baby just kind of cry. And that's, I mean, I've been in situations like that too with my daughter. I'll just, something like set me off. And it's, you know, so much more about our own stuff going Mm. on. And we get triggered. And then I'll find myself yelling. And then she does this cry Mm. that I'm like, Oh, that's like the real thing. Right. Like, I've gone too far. Oh my God. It's so, far. it's so hard. And then you just have to, oh. yeah. So, I mean, what it makes me think of is the first thing that I usually talk with parents about is, okay, so this is what was happening for us. And it was really real and raw and our triggers, everything got triggered for us. Yeah. And what do you think was going on for her? Like, what do you oh, think if okay. she was going to, like, if you were going to look at it all from her perspective... Yes. What was going on for her? Oh, such a good question. Okay, so looking back, um, she came out later that she had skipped lunch for some reason that day. And she has always been our kid that is super sensitive to not eating, just like her mama. If I miss a meal, oh my gosh. Hangry. I am like crazy pants. Um, So she had skipped a meal, and then um, I'm pretty sure she came down with a cold the next day. So she was feeling under the weather, and she was very, very hungry, and she was trying to do something kind for her friend. Mm -hmm. So here she is trying to do something nice and mom just like very quickly got an attitude and like treated her like she was an ungrateful kid. So I think looking back, she was probably like, um, because she has a tendency to be really good at negotiating. It's a Mm -hmm. skill set that I think is fabulous that we try to foster Mm -hmm. and let her know that's good. Mm -hmm. You have to learn how to manage that. But, um, and so at the time I think she was probably like, Hey, if I just make, if I just make you understand a little bit more, then you'll say yes. Mm -hmm. Let me just make my point a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And then she moves into, I just don't want my mom to be mad at me. Mm -hmm. She really hates it when I'm mad. So even if I'm self-calming, she still gets very concerned and she is very uncomfortable with somebody else feeling mad at Mm -hmm. her right now. Mm -hmm. So that was all going on in her own little heart and head was like, uh uh-oh, I got to fix this. I think that's why she was trying to pound into the, the... bathroom it wasn't to hurt me it was to like let she me felt in. disconnected she felt disconnected yeah yeah, yeah. and hungry and probably yes. sick which is where that I am sure you talk about this too the whole iceberg image that you know the tip of the iceberg represents the behavior and then what's underneath I mean, what's motivating right. all that behavior and then when we stop and get curious about that I wonder what's going on for her. Then we see that there's so much she's here. She is, she's not feeling well. She wanted to do something kind. She was exhausted. You know, there's so many things that if we can start from that place, then I think we can be so much more effective in terms of building that connection 
and understanding where our child's coming from. So, yeah. whoa, this sounds like it's really important to you, Stella. Right. You know, it so sounds empathy. like... Mm-hmm. That empathy, it's that connect before you correct or that connection before redirection. Right. Is it just first see her? Yes. Mm. Which I can see. It happened It happened yesterday, too. I got a little, like, in the yeah. car. And real this time I was <clears> able to see it sooner after that. I could have just walked to the back seat and given her a hug and said, hey, I see you. Yeah. I see. Like, yesterday yeah. she wanted to be alone with me and her brother wanted to yeah. join. But I, I could have stopped and said, hey, I see that this is really important to you. Mm. And, and I know that you care uh-huh. about your friends so much. Mm-hmm. And I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not willing to go spend $5 on a cupcake, but I'm willing, we can work together to find another solution. So there's the creative solutions. Okay. So I can see that this is really important to you. You know, exactly as you said. And, you know, unfortunately today that doesn't work for me. So let's figure out something else that we can yeah. do. Hey, what do you think about those brownies? Do you want to bring her those brownies? Or do you want to X, Y, Z? Or what do you think? What's something else that we can come up with? So yeah. the minute a child feels seen heard, understood, and accepted, they're much more, they're much less likely to fight against you. Yes, because you know what happens, Debbie, I think a lot of times with my clients and even me and my Mm -hmm. own little, right Mm -hmm. now I'm like just pretending to be this student, I am a student, Um, but I keep thinking like, but... What what about when she was pushing on the door? Because I think what would have, that would have not happened if I would have remembered to go to the creative solutions in the beginning. What happens for me is I feel like my my kids start to spin out as when I when I go that other direction fast. When yeah. I'm like, what what's your deal? Right. Why are you doing this? Yeah, and then you. so if you can get ahead of that. Yeah. With the, with the creative solutions, right? Because once you start to go down the path, mm-hmm. we can talk about like, well, what, what could I have done when she wouldn't stop, when she was mm-hmm. pushing the door? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it probably, probably a lot of it is just keeping returning, coming back to her, like the, what you just said. Um, but it starts to snowball a little in our head, I think, because it gets worse and worse, right? It gets harder right. and harder to... But in the be- if we can just remember from the very beginning, mm-hmm. slow down. It's not a four-alarm fire. Yes, yes. It was not not a four-alarm fire that day. Right. Well, and I think, too, empathizing in that moment, we can all know that feeling or what it might feel like. Who knows how long she was thinking about this thing that she was going to do for Avery. So she could have been thinking about it for three hours, and it's like, wow, that's such a great idea. That's such a great idea. I can't wait to do this. It's such a great idea. And then, boom, she says it to you, and then it's like, nope, we're not doing that. Yeah. And you're like, wait, what? Like, imagine any one of us, like, going and bringing that idea to a friend or a coworker or something mm-hmm. like that, and having that person just be like, nope, that's not what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, like, right. <laughs> what do you... Nope, like, thanks. <laughs> like, what? Like, you, you don't think that's a great idea? Like, you're not going to even entertain my idea? <laughs> right. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a dagger that, you know... Yeah. If we could remove that, it probably would have played out a lot differently. It did, oh, doesn't mean she yeah. wouldn't have been like disappointed or upset, but at least you would have been in the the you know, the creative solution train together. Yes. Um, yeah. or put yourself side by side with her instead of against her. Yeah. Well, and I think it's like she, you know, when when that happens and when we can meet our kids where they are and at least show them that we understand, they may not get exactly what they want, but yeah. they get a parent who understands them. Yes. Yeah. And there's so much to be said for that. Oh, I love it. I know there's like so many, so much more we could talk about that. And I know parents are probably like, but what about this and that? (laughs) So let's end with one more um, little quick example of like, I'm sure it sounds like you've probably worked with a lot of younger kids. So if families 
that if they, this 10 year old example, they're like, okay, I don't really get that. But a, a, a lot of the younger kids now mm-hmm. with their devices, mm-hmm. talk to us, give us like a real life situation just to end with that. Um, you, you know, tell us what sometimes happens when parents go down the punishment route or, and then how it looks like if they do the positive discipline, creative solutions instead, and then we'll wrap up. Yeah. So I, I, what I feel really strongly about is, um, what we call making agreements ahead of time. So before something happens or before I'm going to give my child their, you know, his device or her device, I might say, you make an agreement about that. You know, I'm okay with you using this and let's make an agreement that, you know, as soon as this show is over, then it will be time to turn it off. Okay. What is our agreement? And then the child repeats it back and we kind of make this agreement. Um, and device is huge right now and it's something that so many parents are struggling with and so many young kids are struggling with because they want it and parents don't want them to have it or use it as much. So I think that once we can understand that, especially in this example, that it's so hard for a child to stop doing something that they're really enjoying to do something that they don't want to do, right, Mm -hmm. to transition. So a child's really enjoying that game that they're playing, that video game that they're playing. They're loving it. They're super into it. And then when we tell them to stop, they have to transition usually to something that, you know, they, they don't want to do and they have a hard time with that. And because of where they are in their development, that part of their brain, they haven't yet developed the ability to manage their emotions or manage their impulses. That part isn't fully developed yet. So when a child has a full-blown meltdown or tantrum because we've said, okay, time to turn off your device, it's being able to remember, okay, my child's acting like a three-year-old or four-year-old because he is... Right. <laughs> right. Like, okay. Like when somebody tells me no, or when I have to stop doing something that I'm enjoying, it's not easy. None of us like that. Right. right? But I have the skill set to be able to manage and regulate my emotions. Our kids don't. So just being able to understand that, I think goes so far in terms of handling it, cool. which goes back to the first thing that we said that our kids are not out to get us. Yes. Yeah. Right. But it's remembering again, you know, okay. So my child yet hasn't developed that ability to Say, oh, okay, mom, yes, I understand. It's time to turn it off. Yeah. And to be able to say to your child, you know, yeah, gosh, you know what? I know you're having so much fun with that game. You love playing that game. That's your favorite game. You would play that game all night long if you could. And right now it's time to do, it's time to go take a bath or it's time to do this. Right? (laughs) Do you want to hand it, you know, do you want to hand that to me or do you want to leave it over there on the couch? It's up to you. You decide. Right? So, So being able to work with your child to be able to say, yes, I know this is really hard. You love this. It's not something that you want to do. Here, I'm asking you to do something else. I get yeah. that you're upset. I totally understand. Instead and, of jumping to, if yeah. you don't do it, then yeah. you're going to get a time yeah. Out. yeah. Or And related to that, you know, it's okay to be angry. It's okay to be frustrated. I get it. If I had to turn off something yeah. that I was loving, I would be frustrated too. And it's not okay to hit me. Right. Hitting hurts, that's not okay. Yeah. Right now, your choices are X or Y. Yeah. The choices, oh my gosh, they're so Huge. beautiful with Taryn. Like, yes. he... He's outside as we're recording right now. He's got his little show. We find that when it's time to turn it off, like the choices just they fix everything. Yeah. <laughs> like, and if we forget yeah. and we move to like, well, sorry, we gotta go. Boom, you turn off the TV. It's yeah. like, ah. But if yeah. you're just like, oh, do you want to turn it off now or in two minutes? Mm-hmm. Just like fixes it all. <laughs> and then when they have a hard time with that, oh, I don't yeah. want to turn it off. It's like, no, you know. And sometimes that's what triggers us, right? Yes. How dare you talk to me like that? What do you mean? We, you know, and, yeah. and it's, instead if we can remember, yeah, it is hard. It right. is hard to You're transition. Right. It and is for hard, kids, yeah. it's so hard to transition. Yes. So if we can remember that and then explain, you know, empathize with our child, then again, it goes back to our child might not be getting exactly what they want. Yeah. 
but they get a parent who gets them. Yep, and you just keep it going. Yeah, yeah. Like you don't give up until you get the solution, but right. you don't. Quit I know it's hard, when... and then let your child have their tantrum. Yeah, I think a lot of parents yeah. are so afraid of their child tantruming, or what does that mean, or right. if it's in public. And I'm like, you know what? Young kids are supposed to tantrum. It's okay. Yeah. So just let them have their emotions so that yeah. they learn what they feel isn't good or bad or right or wrong. I can see that you're really upset. I know this is really hard and I'm right here. I love you. Yes. And then stop talking. Yeah. I think yeah. we do way too much talking. <laughs> we do too much. We do yeah. too much talking as opposed to just letting our kids be so that they know that we're, we're there. Yeah. Well, I love that we share that concept of, um, you know, the proactive agreement. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, something that any of uh, the listeners who are like, hey, I want more of that. Um, uh, freshstartfamilyonline.com, the foundations course. There's mm-hmm. a whole, you know, a course, and that's that's one, just one bit of it. Yeah. Um, it sounds like you have a lot of uh, practice in that area, too. <laughs> so I'd um, love to give. Yeah. So, Debbie, yeah, let's finish it off with telling us. I mean, you have given us so much great information today. I'm sure listeners are like, where do I find out more? <laughs> I want to hear more from Debbie. So, where can they find you? And it sounds like you do one on one coaching via Zoom because mm-hmm. we have a lot yeah. of listeners from all over the world. So, tell us yeah. where we can find you and just one more recap about your services that you do offer. Yeah, so um, I have a website, debbiezeichnerlcsw.com. I have a really active Facebook page, um, so it's Debbie Zeichner LCSW Parent Coach, so that's another place where I just kind of share a lot of information and classes. Um, And... Great. You have yeah. local classes here I have in local San Diego. local positive discipline classes. Um, a lot of them are on power struggles, on positive discipline for toddlers, positive discipline for preschoolers. Awesome. Um, I have one coming up on June 2nd in Solana Beach. Nice. Um, at Move, Play, Grow. So I'm going to do that one. It's my upcoming one. Um, right. And then, yeah, I do offer coaching. I go into parents' homes typically when the the little ones aren't present. Yeah. So um, I gave up my office space years ago. So I meet yeah. parents at a Starbucks or we meet in their home or their office for the one-on-one coaching. Or as you said, um, via Zoom. Via so, Zoom. Yeah. What a, wonderful, what, what a wonderful compliment to um, anybody that's uh, a part of Fresh Start Family and our community, either through uh, the Bonfire or Foundations course, um, uh, you know, Students. Student, yeah. um, that a lot of times we get the question, or Wendy gets the question of like, hey, one on one coaching, things like that. Um, we have the online course, mm-hmm. you have the in person thing. So if somebody's looking to complement any of these things, this is totally complimentary. Um, yeah. Dive into it all. It's, yes. yeah. you, you will never all. regret investing in your family. Yeah. And I love the ways that you have to offer that in your courses. That's thank great. You. Yes. Thank you. Thank you both again so much for having me. This yes. was amazing. Oh, amazing. good. So much fun. Well, thank yes. you for joining us. We and went a little long thank you to everybody today, for but... listening. So to all your listeners, thank you and keep doing what you're doing. Keep showing up. Yes. Keep, keep showing up. up. For links and more information on everything we talked about in today's episode, head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash 20. For more information, go to freshstartfamilyonline.com. Thanks for listening, families. Have a great day.
All right, listeners, that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it for you. As we wrap up here, don't forget to DM me the word shift or head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your free discipline quick start learning bundle. You'll get immediate access to download our extensive learning guide where I'll share five ways you can ditch the old school hand-me-down punishment mindset beliefs and thoughts that are causing you to react like a volcano instead of respond like the firm, kind, respectful teacher you are at your core. And then you'll also get immediate access to my on-demand workshop where I'll teach you our three core Fresh Start family strategies that make up a strong, compassionate, disciplined toolkit, as well as my favorite logical consequences that not only work with kids of all ages, but do wonders to unite you with your child and strengthen your relationship, even in your kid's worst moments. So pop on over to Instagram right now and just shoot me a DM with the word shift and I'll send you a personal link to download that bundle right away. Or you can head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to get access immediately. All right. Thanks for listening and I'll see you inside that free bundle and also inside the next episode. 